Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third. I'm always traveling for work, but I also love to be active, playing soccer every chance I get. Finding the balance between being comfy, looking cute, and also being dressed to be active has never been easier with Viore. Viore is so versatile. It can be used for any activity, running, yoga, swimming, but it's also great for lounging or traveling. My favorite product is the pants that I actually never take off, the Women's Performance Jogger. They're designed with the softest premium dream knit stretch fabric. Viore helps me feel good about the things I buy and how they are made because Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint, utilizing better sustainable materials for their products to empower your best active life. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash soccer. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash soccer. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back on Wednesday. Inter-Miami and the Houston Dynamo will face off in the U.S. Open Cup final. You can watch it on Paramount+. Plus. Our coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, get excited, folks, because there's going to be a few familiar faces in Miami for yeah. this. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Chuck D, Nico, Is, uh, myself. Clint served this suspension from the U.S. Open Cup. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Remember, he's he's still if, like if he were to play in the U.S. You're, Open, you're gonna catch like some tomorrow. hands. Hey, you're gonna catch some hands. You're gonna have a black eye he on is, TV. Is he, he kicking a wasp's nest right he now? Ripped, he is. The, yeah. Remember, he ripped the, he ripped uh-huh. the yellow card. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, uh-huh. All right, go ahead. Tell okay. me. I warned you. I warned Somehow you. I feel like up. that's gonna be a talking point on Wednesday. Could yeah. be. No, yeah. it's I'm I'm so 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 excited, Charlie. You you and I both love this this competition yes. so much. It's very near and dear to our hearts, and I love that it's these two teams playing in this because Inter Miami is the story, right? Like I mean, this they have been the story since the arrival of of Messi and Busquets and Jordi Alba and Tata Martino, and they've done incredible things. But then there's the Houston Dynamo that have kind of just quietly been very very good this season. And this is a team that knows this competition well. They won it back in 2018. Ben Olsen, the head coach, won the U.S. Open Cup as a player in 2008 for D.C. United, won it as a coach in 2013 for D.C. United. So well-versed in this. But look at the last seven results for both teams. 
Houston has been very positive. They're coming off that loss, but before that, not an L in sight. Not an L in sight. Not an L in sight. Charlie, what have they been doing well? I know we, we talk a lot mm -hmm. about Hector Herrera and him having an, an MVP caliber season for the Houston Dynamo. But on top of that, what have they done? What has Ben Olsen done well in his first year in charge? Oh, Ben Olsen's a fantastic motivator. And, and I think throughout his, his young coaching career, that's what he relied on too heavily and not so much the tactics mm -hmm. part. And as he's grown, he, he took a, a step away from management. And coming back now under Pat Onstad at, with the Houston Dynamo, I think now he has a, a, a much better understanding on how to get the most out of your players, but at the same time, giving them some tactical nuances throughout the game. And you have Ache Ache in your team. And that midfield, Coco Karaskia, Ache Ache, Artur, you have a nucleus that, is, that can stand up against any MLS team, which when you have a control of your midfield, you can win most games in Major League Soccer because you dictate the tempo, you keep the ball. And I think from Ben Olsen's standpoint, he's got them playing a great way. And Corey Baird, he's kind of got him going again. And they, they don't have an out-and-out striker. No. But because Corey Baird can run the channels, and if you control the ball, Ache Ache, Arthur is kind of like you're more, he protects the back four, but Coca Karaskia and Ache Ache, one distribution, they can break through the midfield, and Corey Bear just runs the channel so well that running, they can open up anybody. Running the channels against Toto Aviles or running the channels against Kamal Miller, getting in behind when you have such a smart and cohesive midfield could be one of the openings. I don't know how high, I feel like the, the Inter Miami's backline is not as confident as they were a couple of weeks ago when everything was going so smoothly. I think there's been questions asked about their efficiency. So I don't know how high they'll be playing, but Corey Bear's gonna have space. Hector Herrera and Coco Carrasquilla is gonna have space to put those balls in. And, and Quiñones is another Quiñone, player yep. who gets a lot, who causes a lot of trouble. You saw last night, Angulo from Orlando continuing to make runs in behind. He caused a lot of problems, but lacks the, the finished product. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's why I think he's playing at Orlando City and not at, at a big club in Europe, because he's got a lot of, of quality, but just sometimes doesn't ha lacks the composure. Mm. And I think Quinones is in the same kind of caliber, but well, he's, gonna, he's gonna open up spaces. And, and Yedlin plays so high. I, I wonder now with um, Christoph's health, because he came off injured mm -hmm. last night in, in the game for Inter-Miami, I wonder if Inter-Miami is going to play a back two or a back three that permits Alba to get very high, DeAndre Yedlin to get very high. Um, and that space in behind Yedlin, we've seen that like, Inter-Miami defends narrow and they leave that space in where, where DeAndre Yedlin's back is, right? That's where Angulo ended up getting in behind. They play that pass often and, and there was... It's not going to be Allen on a left back or left wing back. There's going to be Jordi Alba, we imagine. But that was that's what this, that's the space where the Orlando City equalizer came mm -hmm. in. And there, there's not organization. When Sailor came in, he, he lacks uh, pace and. Like I he, doubt it's going to be Nico Aviles, Sailor Miller. No. The big question. I mean, Messi's <laughs> no. playing, right? Given the nature of how everything has <laughs> like, progressed, I would imagine that yeah. Messi's going to play. 
right? I would imagine I would so imagine. Too. I would imagine. It's a final. Yeah. It's From a final. This is a chance a to win their second trophy of the season, even, which they, is incredible. If they win the second trophy of the season, they don't even have to make playoffs. No. This no. is success. They don't 100%. have to success. But you know they want to. No. They're right. going to do everything sure. they can to make sure. Two pieces and it's of very hardware possible. in a season. That's still, they, you still Considering feel. Considering where they're at, no. Because they have an opportunity to make the playoffs, you still feel that is a success. And they, yeah, and but they, it was a long shot. They're not going to. They're not going to. It's not a long shot it. anymore, given the points. Everyone Correct. keeps losing in but front from, of them. But, but from Except the outset. Guys. We are going to take a break. Stefano Fusara will be back with some headlines when we come back on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. Here's a look at Monday's footy fix. We have some English League championship action. Coventry City taking on Huddersfield Town at 3 p.m. Eastern. You can watch that match on ESPN Plus in the Turkish Super League. Hataya Spor versus Trabzonospor at 1 p.m. Eastern. We also have Greek Super League. Panathinaikos taking on AEK Athens at 2 p.m. Eastern. Wait, it's Aik. I'm listening and I'm learning. Um, right now we're going to send it on over to Stefano Fusaro. Welcome back, Stefano. It's great to be back. Good to see you all, you guys. Uh, let's start with some headlines. We start with the end of an era in women's soccer with Megan Rapinoe playing her final match with the U.S. women's national team. The legendary midfielder played her 204th national team match in last night's 2-0 friendly win against South Africa. The former Ballon d'Or winner discussed her impact on and off the field after the match and made it clear she plans to continue to fight for social causes. She said, I think that women's sports specifically is in such an amazing place right now and such an exciting space. So I definitely want to keep my name in all the conversations and continue to be hopefully a big player, an impactful player, and in my future going forward. Moving on in the Netherlands, the latest edition of Ajax Feyenoord was suspended yesterday after unruly Ajax fans threw flares and fireworks on the field after Feyenoord went up 3-0. Match officials abandoned the match in the 56th minute after multiple stoppages, but that didn't end the violence. Ajax fans vandalizing the Joinkruf Arena as they attempted to break back into the stadium. Dutch police on horseback dispersed tear gas to quell the violence. Absolute chaos. It remains unclear whether the match will be resumed or if it will be ruled a victory victory for Feyenoord. The ugly scenes are the latest low point for Ajax. They're off to a terrible start to the season. That start has cost director of football Sven Mislintat his job. Ajax announced the dismissal of the former Dortmund and Arsenal director just five months after he replaced Mark Overmars. Ajax is sitting in 13th place in the Eredivisie and are coming off the third place finish last season that kept Ajax out of the Champions League for the first time in 13 years. From ugly scenes at Ajax to bad news for a former Ajax standout. Dutch midfielder Frenkie de Jong is, is facing a long spell on the sidelines after suffering an ankle injury in Barcelona's 3-2 win against Celta de Vigo on Saturday. De Jong had played every minute 
in the league for Barca before he was forced off in the 36th minute. Barca did not set a timetable for De Jong's recovery, but reports in Spain suggest he could be out until November, which would mean missing Barcelona's next Champions League matches and potentially the season's first installment of El Clásico. De Jong's was one of the De Jong's injury was one of a handful of injuries to key players across Europe this weekend with Kylian Mbappe also taking a knock with his ankle with PSG and Declan Rice being forced out of Arsenal's 2-2 draw with Tottenham with a back injury. In some American soccer news that will have USMNT fans feeling a sense of relief, U.S. Soccer Sporting Director Matt Crocker has provided an update in the Greg Berhalter, Gio Reyna, Reyna soap opera. Speaking in the media to an immediate roundtable this weekend, Crocker revealed that Berhalter and Reyna have finally had a conversation to begin the process of repairing their relationship after obviously a very public falling out during and after the 2022 World Cup. Crocker said... Quote, Greg has had conversations with Gio, and we're in a place where as soon as Gio is fit, he'll be back in the next camp, and there's a way forward. And I can't wait for him to be in camp so we can stop talking about this because I think that the moment that that happens, we're going to keep writing about it. Now, I, I, th I think that Greg and Gio are in a good place to move forward. The USMNT returns to action with friendlies in October against Ghana and Germany. Reyna, he's been sidelined since suffering a broken leg in the CONCACAF Nations League final. He has returned to the bench for Borussia Dortmund, but has yet to appear in a match this season. And guys, Charlie, this news has kind of been a relief for USMNT fans, but is it fair to say that this is kind of just the beginning of this process and it still needs a little bit more to really truly repair this relationship? Stefano, of course, this is a process. Yeah. I mean, think about all of all of the, the things that happened during the World Cup and prior to the World Cup. So for me, this is a an opportunity for both to kind of start that that healing process. And they don't have to be best friends. They don't have to love each other, but they have to move forward professionally. He, I'm a, uh, Gio Reyna is 20 years old, so he's thinking, I'm a national team player. I want to be a part of this team in the future. I want to be playing in, in the, on home soil as a number 10 in the World Cup. And that only happens if you have an amicable relationship with your coach. That's not going anywhere. He's the coach. He makes the decision. So you have to show that you're committed to the team and that you're committed to working with each other. And, and I think that's a, a positive step. And that's all you can ask for at this stage. So. I'm, I'm happy it's with it. It's the first step. To me, it's the way that I... step number one. The way I interpreted <laughs> these comments was that there has been a line of communication that has been opened between the two, which is progress because mm -hmm. that was not the case before, but that it's not like the hatchet has been buried here. I think that it's it's just the beginning of these conversations. I wouldn't say that it's like, oh, they've... Like, I would be careful using a word like reconciled because I don't think that's where we're at. No, no, yeah, this statement this. was very mm -hmm. well said. With that, it didn't yeah. give an inclination that, like, no, yeah. be good now. But at the end of the day, we, we all kind of chastised uh, this manager, this coach, for not reaching out or what we assumed was not extending reaching out. Or at the very branch. least, extending that olive branch or having a conversation. You have to have a conversation. You have to at least put your cards on the table and say, okay, here's where we are. And how do you rebuild that trust? And I guess that, that question comes to you is, can they move forward without really developing ah, a full trust. I was but gonna at, ask the same thing. But at least having an understanding of where each other stands. Yes, to answer that question. I've played in a number of teams where players did not get along with the coaches, didn't agree with the coaches, but understood that the coach makes the decisions, he picks the team, 
there's a, a balance of power. And you have to be, as a, as, a, as, a, as a professional, show up, listen to what co the coach wants, and, and deliver. And so I think with that in mind, Greg Berhalter did extend an olive branch. He did reach out. Mm -hmm. It just didn't work. There was no communication. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to hear that they finally communicated and they now have talked, at least to start that process. Now, Gio Reyna is so important. We know how good he is. I think given that this is the first step, there'll be many steps taken, and eventually we'll get to a point where we're not thinking about this dynamic anymore. Mm. When he's healthy, mm -hmm. he just has to stay healthy, he's gonna play, and then he just has to deliver. The on field is where we're gonna see this conversation amongst fans, amongst media, start to die down. Like you said, can the hatchet, does the hatchet necessarily be, need to be buried, or can they move on and have they both, a professional they both relationship can move on, of course. develop and, and maybe not even have to like, you know, have that heart to heart and, no. and be, see, see things as equals in, in this situation that happened before. Like that happened, all right, let's move on. There's something, there's a bigger priority at hand here and they have to both respect that you balance of power. You can't live in the past. You can't. Mm -mm. So little I think different than probably a previous situation you've dealt with when there were the families involved and longstanding friendships. And I guess that's the other part of the question is how involved is the feelings towards the families? Are the families able to sort of move forward? You, well, you, They're going to have they, to for the sake of they, Geo. They they have no say I can, in yeah. if Geo plays or if Greg that, is yes, coached. No, on how nothing. the Geo's attitude towards he, his he, coach. He, he has to drop that. I get it. I get it. No, it's not if, easy when it comes everyone's to gonna, if, if Gio is going to be a central part of, of this team, everyone has to play nice here. Well, you, you, saw, you saw how good he was in the Nations yeah. League. They right? need so, each other. They absolutely need mm -hmm. each other. Greg Berhalter's system needs Gio Reyna, and Gio Reyna, this is one of the most significant parts of his career. This is probably the peak, if we're looking at midfielders now, having a peak closer to a 24 and a 25. This is so significant. A World Cup in his home and on his home soil. They need each other yeah. until one of them and if for any reason are not a part of this team, they absolutely need each other. I, I, There's Gio, no time for grudges. Gio knows that if he, not comply, I don't think it's the right Play word, Kates. but if, if, if they're not on the same page going forward, at least professionally and, and soccer speaking, and they can leave the past behind for this cycle, it'll be a detriment to the team if mm -hmm. not. He knows that. He must know that. Uh, of course. And the whole team is already back for all Right. So, so you have to come done. in yeah. and, and, and just there is a World Cup play. coming up here in 2026 <laughs> yes. in your home country. Like, you want to be a part of this. Yeah. So, again. Not sabotage the exactly. whole. And everyone just, wants him a part of it. At this Gio point, holding a, grudge, holding a grudge feels hmm? completely immature. I mean, you just have to be adults. You have to, you have to put this aside. Do you think Gio has to rebuild any relationships with his teammates? He just played. No, no, but do you think do you think that's had to happen is what I'm asking. Do you think because players all coming no. out defending Berhalter when it looked like Gio was against them, do you think that that they, had to happen? That, that was already? all buried that in the World already? Cup. It was okay. done, and they moved on, and Nations League was a, a, a clear sign yeah, that the they page. have turned the page, yep. and he balled, the U.S. men's national team balled, and he was a big part of that success. Massive part of that. So now, now 
you just take another step forward and, and see where this team can, can, can be and play at, because Copa America is going to be a real sign mm -hmm. of, of how far they can go in the, the yep. 2026 World Cup. They're yep. putting aside the New York, New Jersey. I like it. They're allowing Because that was the, the real healing. issue. You I wouldn't, huh? I would never. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a break. Uh, we are going to dive into some more notable results around Europe when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Otherwise, they're going to taste defeat for the first time this season. Gatti is not comfortable in possession, and Gatti has scored the most ludicrous own goal. He didn't want it there from Szczesnik. And the pressure has sufficed from the Nero Verdi. It is a calamitous end to what has been an embarrassing performance, quite simply, from Juventus. Oh my goodness, that's one of the most egregious own goals I have ever seen in my life. Juventus lose 4-2 to Sassuolo. AC Milan, though, get the 1-0 win over Verona. Lazio and Monza end in a 1-1 draw. Inter, 1-0 over Empoli. Roma-Torino, a 1-1 draw as well. And Napoli, 0-0 over uh, with Bologna. All right, let's chat um, about that own goal just for a bit in Juventus because have you ever have you ever seen anything quite no like that? the closest I can no. think of was remember when NYCFC opened up Allianz Arena in Minnesota and there was a pass back to Sean Johnson but he touched it and it rolled in that's oh, the closest I, I like do remember that he, he, he Kind of was trying to take a forward touch and it rolled yeah. under his foot. And it rolled under his foot. That's the oh. closest I've seen. No, this, this is, is the goalie's not even involved. Why is the goalie taking that set piece? First of all, if the, the first mistake is Chesney shouldn't be playing that ball like that. Right? What, what is he doing? What is he doing? That's, no, what, why is he there in that part of the field? He should be. Oh. He, he should not be taking okay, that. First step. That's the one. That's second step. There's, can we can we go back? Can we, can we go back? <laughs> I, I think there's multiple parts that are like unexplainable there's here. There's one in particular that we really right, should be focusing sure. on. No, but first, the first we'll start off is with okay. The first. Fine. Chesney shouldn't be taking. Should Chesney not be shouldn't there. Shouldn't be taking. No. Second of all, if he is going to take it, look at the ball. Can we go back? Can we see it again, please? I, uh, the the <laughs> why is he playing that ball across the field? <gasps> yes. Gatti with his back turned to go, and then Gatti. He he has like he I think, he has two he, open players but, but next to him. But it's there. Look, at, look, this. look at that. Do you think that, he just like forgot? He, 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 he doesn't he have because that player's coming, so he panics. And I, the only option in his mind is to go backwards. Yes, I get that. But why? You just saw the ball come from your keeper, who's nearly at the corner flag. I think he just had one at like a, a complete and Mental a brain yeah. meltdown. Well, they say Federico Gatti doesn't like to have possession of the ball. He's probably the worst defend uh, possession uh, haver in that in that back. He line. saw the but, defender. I mean, that was barely any pressure. There was one guy coming at you. There were two. But players, like, my my question is, what was he trying to do? Was he trying to square it back to Chesney? Was he trying to play it to Danilo? The thing is that the know. pass 
I think he forgot. I think he forgot so the keeper was not there. No, so no, shook. because he's looking. The pass is coming from the direction. But he sees the defender coming, and I think he just instinctually was like, I'm going to send it back. There, there's only two explanations. One, I don't know. he thought that Chesney was going to be there. That's the first, which is why you play that ball. Or which is he's already to, there, to or that's not he valid. thinks he'll get there in time. That's the, that's the part that I think. I think that's what he thought. But the because pass why is so would bad. You? It's, it, lo it loops. Did you see? He, he Did you see like, Chesney just standing with his arms out like? Bro, what, what are you doing? doing? I'm here. It's I'm like, bro, I'm and he's like, bro, why did you pass me the ball? And yes, he, I made a horrible mistake. <laughs> he looked like he wanted the world to swallow him up in Poor that guy. moment and just disappear. But like, what is Chesney doing? Everything is bad. It's a, Everything <laughs> is bad. I don't it's blame Chesney nearly as much fire. as you blame Gatti, though. Correct, but it's but I, I, all mistakes. I, I, look, I look at yeah. the root of the problem, and the root of the problem is Chesney, as a keeper, is down on his left touchline, taking a free kick yeah, with and playing high. it on the ground to a center back who has an uh, 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 an opponent. Rushing him from okay, behind. Terrible. But you should I, be able to trust a top-level no. defender no. to at least pass to no. one of the two open Awful teammates. Things. It's just, no. I Not think, yeah. into the goal. I think you should, but the whole, I'm just trying to find reasons as to. <laughs> no, just, just explain it. And I, and I can't find an explanation that's like, ah, uh -huh. that's what he was trying to do. Like, he Did messed he, up really badly, but I can't, I can't find it. If you're up 7-0, maybe you could know. do that. I'm assuming he did not speak after the it. match and did not elaborate on that decision. He probably just, yeah, no, he doesn't want to remember this at all. He wants to erase. Was that the worst, what was the worst mistake you've ever seen on a soccer field while you were on the soccer field? But what's, a, what's the worst mistake you've ever made? <laughs> Besides agreeing to work with me. <laughs> uh, definitely getting a red card. I got a red card once and I made a mistake. Just running into a guy. Took a red card. It's my only red card in mm. my career. Like like in Young Vicario. That's nothing. That I regret. 100% regret. But in terms of an own goal, I've seen some nothing, nothing like this. No, this is this nothing is, like this. We'll remember this one. Pretty pretty bad. Um, Inter Milan on the other side of this. Inter Milan remained perfect on the season after a 1-0 win over Empoli. They have not dropped a point all season long. How are we feeling? I mean, is this sustainable for them? Are they that good? Are, are they we, as good as invincibles? their results? <laughs> are, we, are we thinking invincibles? I no. don't know, Chuck. But you tell me. Inter are very good. And, it, and it's, it comes down to they're all in sync. They know the, the tactic structure. They, they have a great system. I think it fits with the quality that they have as well. It seems like players like DiMarco, for instance, is, is only improving. Uh, Marcus Turam was a fantastic addition to the squad. They've only allowed one goal. Yeah. Yeah. And Bastoni and Devray in the back and Darmian, I think, is is finally he's playing like he's in his prime. They're this is up, a solid, solid. They're team. set up to succeed, mind you. They played against the worst team in Italy that not only hasn't won, they haven't scored a single goal. Um, but a win's a win, and you'll take it. It's at Empoli, it doesn't matter how much you win by. Um, three points, and it just feels like the project is very balanced. 
it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> for various points last season until the end they finally it clicked mm. and, and they haven't looked back going. they've kept that vibe going and yeah mm -hmm. Empoli sick badge by the way uh, not having a great time in the season I like it I like the old school layering of the letters uh, but if you go across their last five matches Inter Milan have outscored their opponents 12 to 2 across all competition that is, and it, it gets even better if you go out even further than the last five matches. It's just a, a completely different team than what we saw at the beginning of last season in Serie A. The question is, they had that big shift. They sort of turned it on towards the end of the season. Can they keep it going the full season? It doesn't look like anything's going to stop. Taram is an absolute incredible no. addition to this team. So, but can they keep it going for the full Serie A season? There are, there are two teams who remain perfect in Europe right now. Inter is one. Who's the other one? Bayern Munich. No. No, no. Leverkusen. No, no, no. no. Perfect, perfect. perfect. Five, oh, five, five wins. Yeah. Benfica? No. Come on, guys. Is it Liverpool? Man no, City. No, no, no. Man, Man City. City. Man City. But, but Bayern, Bayern and, and, and Leverkusen are both unbeaten. Yeah. Unbeaten, yes. Yeah. But literally have not dropped a, a point. Only point. dubs. Only dubs for Inter and City. But yeah, the two teams that met in the Champions League final. Just saying. All right, here's a look at some of the other notable European weekend results. Barcelona, this match was wild. A 3-2 win over Celta Vigo in which they had an incredible come-from-behind performance late in the game. That one was wild. Um, also, oh, yes, Manchester yes. United oh. turning things around. A 1-0, a scorching 1-0 win <laughs> over Burnley. They needed that, though, man. Um, all right, guys, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we are chatting about our performers of the weekend. You don't want to miss it. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lima for Masraoui, in for Harry Kane, who bags his first ever hat-trick in the Bundesliga. A Harry Kane treble. Acosta beats one man one-on-one -on -one and another. This is still Lucho Acosta continuing on. Acosta! Oh, my goodness! Griezmann beats it out to that left-hand side, and Morata with the header, and there's another one for Atletico. I mean, who is picking them up? <laughs> wow, this weekend brought some phenomenal performances, but which ones were the most impressive? I did a little chill balance. That's all I was doing. I, I felt a little stream of cold air. I said, All right. Okay. So who's your who's your top performer of the weekend, Charlie Davies? Harry Kane. Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey, my man was cooking this weekend. <laughs> Three goals, two assists. They absolutely hammered Bochum. And, and, and Bochum is a, is a team that they drew against Frankfurt. They drew against Dortmund. So they're not absolutely terrible. We're not talking about Empoli like Nico was referring to in the last segment. This is a, a decent Bochum side that tries to make games dif difficult, not against Bayern Munich. And Harry Kane was incredible. Just when you talk about efficient with the ball, whether it was him playing a pass, a pass to Leroy Sané was incredible. I think it was on the fourth or fifth goal. And, and Harry Kane was just top, top notch. Good touches, good movement, and an absolute Finishing. He's thriving. Thriving. Thriving at Bayern Munich. Mm. Mine is Atletico Madrid, man. Uh, we, we talked about their opportunity playing one of the hottest team or the hottest team in, in, in La Liga, if you don't consider uh, Girona. Uh, absolutely incredible. No, they don't get, uh, they, they don't uh, change the record and uh, get two losses in a row. I'm not exactly sure what the sentence I was trying to say there is, uh, but they didn't suffer two losses in a row there. Absolutely incredible. Alvaro Morata with a brace. Bro, what year? Do you think I'm referencing? This was this year. Alvaro Morata absolutely looked incredible. Griezmann looked incredible. Shasta Diego Simeone, anti-football. Love Beautiful. it. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, my top performance of the weekend goes to Newcastle United. Yeah. Who scored eight goals with eight different goal scorers. This is insane, you guys. The first team in Premier League history with eight different goal scorers in a match. Literally every single guy on the pitch found the back of the net against Sheffield United. Poor Sheffield United. There's <laughs> poor, poor the four people who started who didn't score. I know, right? Yeah, you feel left out. <laughs> but uh, just a, it's been a tough start to the season for, for Newcastle. They had a really, really hard schedule. And then I think the the nil-nil result with AC Milan in Champions League midweek last week was a was positive for them, but yeah. it feels like this is something to, to build off. They needed a game like this, but to see eight different guys find the back of the net in one game is unprecedented, clearly. I turned, it, I turned it off at 3-0, I switched at 3-0, and I was like, okay, it's over. Uh -huh. And then I didn't, got a text <laughs> from somebody else, I was like, Newcastle, Sheffield United, like, what happened? I know. Eight. Eight. Um, eight. My performer of the weekend is Luis Enrique. He got the game absolutely great for PSG against L'OM in Le Classique, a L'OM side that's been struggling, and he was very imposing with the formation. He played four attackers uh, with the young signing from Lyon, Barcola on the left, and he got Dembélé on the right, Mbappé, Colomuani up top, even if Mbappé came off injured, Ugarte, Boston. Again, he has made Ugarte fit into the system perfectly. Also, Hakimi cam comes in from the right flank in the middle to create overloads. PSG didn't let Marseille play, have mm. a sniff in this game. And I understand maybe you expect PSG to win, but at the end of the day, it's a rivalry match, and to win 4-0 is pretty significant. And coming off that win against Dortmund mm -hmm. to beat Marseille, it's uh, finally like they're trending in, in the trending right after, uh, direction. A little bit of what a shaky you, start to the season. What do you think of Zaire Emery? Also played very well in 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 that middle. Uh, they're they're clicking. That's, He's that's seventeen years old. Seventeen, and and Thierry. Henri made him captain of the U21 side mm. as a 17-year-old. No pressure. Wow. <laughs> Zero pressure. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take another break. Stefano's going to be back with some headlines when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. <laughs> 
How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome back to Morning Footy. I'm Stefano Fusaro, and these are your latest headlines. In the Netherlands, the latest edition of Ajax Feyenoord was suspended yesterday after unruly Ajax fans threw flares and fireworks on the pitch, with Feyenoord leading that match 3-0. The officials, they abandoned the match in the 56th minute after multiple stoppages, but that didn't end the violence. Ajax fans vandalizing the Johan Cruyff Arena as they attempted to break back into the stadium. Dutch police on horseback dispersed tear gas to quell the violence in what was an absolutely chaotic scene. It remains unclear whether the match will be resumed or if it will be ruled a victory for Feyenoord. The ugly scenes are just the latest low point for Ajax. We're off to a terrible start to the season, and that start, it's cost director of football Sven Mieslintat his job. Ajax announced the dismissal of the former Dortmund and Arsenal director just five months after he replaced Mark Overmars. Ajax sitting in 13th place in the Eredivisie and are, off, are coming off a third-place finish last season that kept Ajax out of the Champions League for the first time in 13 years. This weekend's action saw plenty of goals, but also, unfortunately, several injuries to key players. Dutch midfielder Frankie de Jong is facing a long spell on the sidelines after suffering an ankle injury in Barcelona's 3-2 win against Celta de Vigo on Saturday. Barcelona did not set a timetable for de Jong's recovery, but reports in Spain suggest that he could be out until November, which means he would be missing Barcelona's next Champions League matches and potentially the season's first installment of El Clásico. Kylian Mbappe was also forced off early this weekend, leaving PSG's romp over Marseille with an ankle injury. Luis Enrique downplayed the severity of that injury, but did admit that Mbappe had pain in his ankle. One player who did suffer a serious injury is Inter Milan striker Marco Arnautovic, who left Inter's win against Empoli with a thigh injury that could sideline him for up to three months. Arsenal's Declan Rice, he was forced out of Arsenal's 2-2 draw with Tottenham with a back injury. In women's soccer, we saw the end of an era last night. Megan Rapinoe playing her final match with the U.S. women's national team. The legendary midfielder played her 204th national team match in last night's 2-0 friendly win against South Africa. The former Ballon d'Or winner discussed her impact on and off the field after the match and made it clear she will continue to fight for social causes after her retirement. She said, quote, I think that women's sports specifically is in such an amazing place right now and such an exciting space. So I definitely want to keep my name in all the conversations, continue to hopefully be a big player, an impactful player, and in my future going forward. Uh, Alexis, it feels like kind of a changing of the guard in this last match with Trinity Rodman uh, in her farewell match. What do you see? Who can fill this void? I mean, is it just Trinity? Is it other players have to fill this void? Because it's a massive one with Megan. Yeah, I can't imagine that there's one specific player that can fill this void, not just what she's done on the pitch, but off the pitch, almost being a de facto leader, uh, almost being sort of, you know, the I don't, heart and soul might be a little bit too much, but almost the fun of this of this women's national team. You know, you always look at, uh, you know, in the victory parades, you know, dancing up to the podium and having a good time, but willing to speak her voice, the I'm not going to the blanking White House. All of those moments are so significant, so... Is there one person that can do it on the pitch and off the pitch? I don't think so. Not to this level. 
She carried the baton for, for this generation. A hundred percent. For not only sporting wise, which is like almost like unmatched, right? Like yeah, I think her, her I, legacy speaks for herself. An absolute legend the, on and, the and legacy, everything off the field as well. The legacy for me too is 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 interesting because I almost feel like historically, even a few years on from now, like she's going to be more known for the things that she did off the pitch and what she did for women in sports and the fight for equality and, and, and equal pay and human rights and all of the things that she has so bravely used her voice for and used her, her platform for. And you know, she said it in her post-game comments, like she is going to continue to, to fight for those those causes. And so I think it's, it's gonna be really interesting to kind of see how we speak about her and her impact on the game um, because she was obviously an incredible player and a massive part of the success of the U.S. women's national team. But, you know, it's her it's her legacy in, in terms of what she has done for, for women in sports and, and marginalized communities that I think is what is really remarkable about her career. 100%. I got, I got to meet her in high school when we were playing in the McDonald's All-American oh, game. Wow. Young Megan Rapinoe. And to see how far she's come from that point. I mean, she's been the world's best player but to have a a legacy off the pitch where she's a trailblazer and you know to really move the women's game forward and women's sports forward just women women's rights forward um just being able to be an advocate for anyone and everyone that's been marginalized like She's I mean, fearless, man. Yeah, um, she understands really well the responsibility she that's does. on her shoulder, and, and, and she carries it with a lot of pride. It made me emotional yesterday when she said, when they subbed her off, and she went, I'm out. Uh -huh. She seemed so at peace with, yeah. with this decision to retire, which, which is great to see also, but it was like, okay, damn, for the women's mm -hmm. national team, that's it. Yep, and absolute ledge. Absolute Absolute great sense of humor as well, by the way, which you don't often see. In professional football, mm -hmm. no offense, Charlie. Uh, uh, I, 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 I argue all, all the women's national team players, for the most part, yeah, have yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm saying she Shots has an fired. exceptional, exceptional person. And you ain't been in our locker room. We, uh, we, yeah, we had a great sense of humor. <laughs> Would you allow just a big dude to walk through? If you brought pizza. Nah. I'm going to sling your pies, bro. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. You broke the stuff. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.